Hey, glad you're here. It may be, <laughs> I think I've, I keep saying that, it may be one of the most difficult commandments of Jesus. Show mercy just as your Father shows mercy. Woo, that's a tall order. You talk about going against the raging river of our culture. I would think that these bumper stickers better illustrate our world when it comes to mercy. Keep honking. I'm reloading. <laughs> Caution. I break for tailgaters. Please tailgate. I need the money. To err is human. To show mercy is out of the question. A new pastor was talking to the oldest member in his congregation. And the old codger said, I'm 90 years old, sir, and I haven't an enemy in the world. And the pastor exclaimed, that's incredible. Not many people can say that. And the old man replied, yes, sir, I'm thankful for that. I've outlived every one of them. Mercy is not something we find natural or easy. Clarence Darrow, the famed criminal lawyer, once joked, Every one of us is a potential murderer. I have not killed anyone, but I frequently get satisfaction out of obituary notices. <laughs> Do we chuckle at that because of the difficulty we have all had in freely showing mercy? As you might expect, mercy is not some subplot in the Word of God. No, it's... It's a major theme mentioned over 250 times in the Old Testament and some 150 in the New. Rain Adams has a compelling definition. Mercy, a compassionate action of leniency when justice is in order. And mercy has at least a couple of perspectives. One is when we need it and one is God hoping that we'll give it. All of us have countless times in life when we need mercy and we make this helpless call to someone with the power to give it. When we want a child to be healed or when we want a marriage to be fixed, when we want a debt to be canceled. It's when we face something we are helpless to change in and of ourselves. When I'm mercy's recipient, I'm making a call out of my own helplessness. And there are times in life when we are called to extend mercy, when I can offer an undeserved gift. And Jesus had plenty to say about that. Look what he said. Oh, say you're out on the street and an old enemy accosts you. Don't lose a minute. Make the first move. Make things right with them. Jesus taught us to end disputes quickly. Don't let them linger. And he also told us that God, look at that scripture, blesses those who are merciful. He blesses those who are merciful with his mercy. And look how Jesus' words are paraphrased in Matthew 7 in the message. Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. However I want to be judged should be the judgment I extend to others. You know, it's like so many of these commandments of Jesus. It seems like they end up boiling down to following the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
Garrison Keillor has got an unusual take on the golden rule. Look what he said. Do unto others who don't like you as you would have them do unto you, but you know they won't. Do this before they can do the devious deed to you that they would do if given the chance. Shame them with goodness. Kill them with kindness. Cut their throats with courtesy. We do for them what likely they will never do for us. Why? Because that's the way Jesus works. There is an unseen power in this that completely alters perspectives and changes outcomes. I've got to share a great story with you. This is about a family who experienced this, and it was published several years ago. The family was going through their morning devotionals together. And this morning, the reading was from Romans 12:20, where it says, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. Well, at that time, the two sons, seven and 10 years old, they were puzzled with this feed your enemies business. Why should we feed our enemies? One of them asked. And after an awkward silence, their dad finally said, well, we're supposed to because God says so. Well, nobody really argued with that. And then they ended up going about their day. Well, a few days later, the 10-year-old, John Jr., he came home from school complaining that a classmate who sat right behind him in their fifth grade class named Bob, he said, Bob keeps jabbing me when Miss Smith isn't looking. One of these days when we're out on the playground, I'm going to jab him back. Well, this happened day after day after day. Finally, John Jr.'s mom, well, she was ready to go down to the school and jab Bob herself. So she wrote down remembering her thinking. Obviously, the boy Bob was a brat. Besides, why wasn't Miss Smith doing a better job with her kids? I better give her an oral jab, too, at the same time. And she was fuming when the seven-year-old just popped up of his own accord and said, maybe we should feed the enemy. Well, that startled everyone. And none of them were sure about this, this enemy in the fifth grade. It didn't seem like anybody's supposed to have an enemy in the fifth grade. I mean, an enemy is someone that's way off in another country, right? And at this point, everybody looked to dad. What was going to be his answer to the seven-year-old's suggestion? All dad did was Say what he said before. Well, I guess we should because God said so. Well, his wife sighed and she turned to John Jr. And she said, well, do you know what Bob likes to eat? I mean, if you're going to feed him, you might as well give him something he likes. And immediately John Jr. said, jelly beans. Bob just loves jelly beans. So they bought a bag of jelly beans for him to take to school the next day. And it was decided that when Bob jabbed him, then John Jr. was simply to turn around and deposit the bag on the enemy's desk. We'd see whether or not this feed your enemies would really work. And the next afternoon, the boys rushed home from school and John Jr. called ahead after getting off the bus. It worked, mom, it worked. And mom said, well, what did Bob do? What did he say? John Jr. said, he was so surprised. He, he didn't say anything. He, he, he just took the jelly beans, but he didn't jab me the rest of the day. Here's the rest of the story. In time, John Jr. and Bob became the best of friends. 
who grew up and became missionaries on the foreign field. And their way of showing friendship with any enemies, they invited them over to their home to sit around their table and to share a meal together. Near the end of the article, the mom would write, it seems enemies are always hungry. Maybe that's why God said to feed them. <laughs> Look again at Jesus' words. Love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without hoping to get anything back. Then you will have a great reward. And you will be children of the Most High God. Because He is kind even to people who are ungrateful and full of sin. Show mercy. Just as your Father shows mercy. Mercy. We need it in this world. And this world needs it from us. And the power that mercy carries, it triumphs over judgment. It's wider than the horizon. It's stronger than sin because it comes from the heart of God.